Hey everyone, welcome to the For the Win podcast. I'm Hamil Javeri, sitting across from me, Stephen Ruiz, and to my right, Evan Thorpe. Hi guys. Yo. What's up? I just had two Big Macs for mine. <laughs> White House Big Macs. All American meal. Were they lukewarm room temperature Big Macs? Uh, that's how I like them. I don't know about you coastal elite bloggers, but I like my Big Macs lukewarm. All right. As you can tell by that introduction, we're going to get into the Trump at the White House and what he served Clemson because that seems to be the big sports story of the week. Yeah, that's how slow the sports week is going. That <laughs> a fast food feast is the big news. I just have to say, though, that this story really like blew up everywhere. It's not really just a sports story. It's made international headlines just because it's so absurd. Yeah, Monday when like the video came out with him saying like, "Oh, we're gonna have Clemson players up and all the foods," I thought he was trolling. And then like that night, it was like, "No, he seriously has Wendy's, McDonald's, Burger King, and Domino's pizza for football players." Yeah, I didn't know what to make of the initial thing because uh, maybe he was trolling, maybe he wasn't trolling, and uh, the reality was better than anything I could have expected. Yeah, I think my favorite like tweet from it was. This is like a movie where a kid becomes president. <laughs> and it, that's what it is. Like, yes, that would be a kid's idea of like a a dinner, a celebration dinner. I think my favorite thing was like them putting the condiments in the gravy bowls. Oh yeah. Oh my god. People were just like they were struggling to light the candles, and I'm like, why are you lighting candles? You got fast food. Like, just just be regular. The fact that like some White House staffer had to ask, like, <laughs> where are we going to put the uh, dipping sauces for the <laughs> for the nuggets? <laughs> Do you think McDonald's charged them extra for the dipping sauce? Wait, do they charge extra for dipping sauce? I mean, they charge you like 50 cent for just one dipping sauce. No they, way. What you... stingy McDonald's are you going <laughs> Wait, to? Wait, you don't get dipping sauce with your nuggets? You do, but like they will give you like for one for every yeah, four to six. Extra. What? Yeah. I don't, obviously, never having had chicken McNuggets from McDonald's. Oh, yeah. Chick-fil-A, how many you want they give you? You want the whole box, they get a whole box. <laughs> McDonald's, look, after you go past two, it's a dollar. Give me. Well, there are several absurdities with all of this. One is the the juxtaposition of cheap fast food in one of the most elegant dining rooms in the country. Right. Like you have this this old portrait of freaking Abraham Lincoln looking down at Trump uh, covered in a table full of like Big Macs and chicken McNuggets and fish fillets like like, like, who eats fish fillets? I know, like, kids eat the junk food, but I don't know any person under 40 that eats a fish fillet. My, I, my friend Gail eats fish fillets. I eat fish fillets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Fish fillets are good. They're disgusting. But, yeah, it, it's kind of that, that absurdity. And because generally when teams visit the White House, there's supposed to be a reward for having won a national championship. But it is also an occasion where they're supposed to shed some of their informality and be formal. And generally, these events take place uh, in the East Room, and there's a band and an orchestra, and the president gives a really moving speech about teamwork and sacrifice. Uh, and there was none of that this time. I was so shocked that, like, it happened a week after they won. And I was like, I never, like, from my time realizing, like, teams go to the White House, I never see anybody go for dinner. It's normally, like, middle of the day. Yes. And they're outside uh, doing, like, the little speech and stuff. Sometimes mm. it's in the Rose Garden. I've been to two of these ceremonies, and they've all been in the East Room because they've been in winter. Mm -hmm. But this brings up a good point, which is that Clemson just won, 
and they've already gotten to the White House. And the Washington Capitals won the Stanley Cup last year, and they still have not visited. Is that like a team decision? I don't know. Well, they said as a team that they were not opposed to going. And uh, I, I don't know what the holdup is, but it's it's pretty interesting. Like, they're right down the road. Yeah, they're a block away. <laughs> they're yeah. like a block away. They could just walk over anytime they wanted. Was this an excuse for Trump to just say, I want to eat fast food and not feel guilty about it? I don't no. think he needs that excuse. I don't think he needs that excuse. Because, like, based on reports, that is what he eats. <laughs> The reason for all of this is, though, the government shutdown. Mm. There are uh, all the federal employees that are non-essential have been furloughed. So that means that, I guess, White House kitchen staff is non-essential. I assume that the the president's like Marine Band is non-essential. So they don't play. And that is why he paid for all the food. Did he have Pandora playing in the background or something, too? (laughs) And she's, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, he apparently paid out of pocket for the food. At least that's what he's claiming. And we tried to calculate how much he may have spent. I mean, we admitted that we were basing it off photos, so we don't have, like, the extent of the meal. But we estimated around $900. I would say he probably paid, at, I would say, like, 2000 probably at most. Um, I feel like 2000 is still excessive, but it could be true. Yeah. What, where's the, from the photos, do you remember any of the count? It was, like, 48 Big Macs. Uh, it was like sixty of each item at the most, like at the most. Yeah, include oh. plus pizzas, uh, yeah. and French fries. McDonald's was well represented. Yes, throughout because they had the best deal. They had the two for five <laughs> mix and match deal. <laughs> okay, uh, one of my favorite takes is that it's really not about hating fast food, right? Everybody here has consumed fast food. We like it. It's more about the fact that he chose such banal fast food offerings. Like if you were going to go out and get fast food, there's so many fast food places within D.C. that you could have gone that have better fast food. But he went with the lowest of the low. Yeah, right. There's, there's tiers of fast food yes. like in McDonald's and Wendy's is on that bottom tier, whereas like Chick-fil-A, not even Chick-fil-A is like an intermediate. Yeah. But like Chipotle. Yes. And stuff like like chains. So my question for you guys is, if you had to cater a White House dinner for a football team using only fast food chains, which ones would you pick? Am I going first? Go first. I think Evan. we all have the same top answer. <laughs> no, no. no, I don't oh, think we no. do. So no. so I'm representing for the linemen out there, and I'm going a chicken restaurant. Now, we could go Popeye's, Bojangles, but you're going to have some chicken out there. Then I'm going, because everybody loves Chick-fil-A, like, I don't know one person who doesn't like Chick-fil-A. That's my second. And then I'm going dessert. I'm going Krispy Kreme donuts oh, as my third. Oh, that's good, yeah. Because, you know, I'd rather have Krispy Kreme over McDonald's. So those would be my three. And we start off with some nice chicken, you know, some tenders. You get some some of the full chicken, like the legs, breast, wings, biscuits, fries. And then you go to the Chick-fil-A. What, what size are you getting, though? Oh, that's hard because it depends on where you go. Because you can get, like, your mac and cheese. You can get your greens. <laughs> now you're now you're just listing Popeye's menu. <laughs> I'm going Chick Fil A first because every college like kid likes Chick Fil A. Like when I was in in college, that would be the longest line in like the food court. Would be I think Chick-fil-A. we have I think we have an East Coast bias towards Chick Fil A. Does does the West Coast even have Chick Fil A? I don't think so. But they're from the South, so they probably like it more than everyone else. <laughs> so, okay, this is what I would have done. I would go with like a DC style thing. 
I'll go to Ben's Chili Bowl. Yeah. Get them to cater it. Why yes. not? The only reason I think he didn't is because they're so closely tied with like the Obamas now. Like mm-hmm. there's like an Obama like painting outside of. I I think you're giving him I, too much credit. I just don't even think he thought that deeply about it. That's but. probably true too. <laughs> but also like stuff like that with like chili like. You've it's hit be... or miss. Well, it also has to be warm. How are you going to transport that much chili? I'm sure you could hire them to like cater it, though. Okay, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Get, like vats of... I think that's so hit or miss with like a chicken sandwich. People eat chicken sandwiches. Like people might look at chili and be like, eh, I don't really know if I want to eat this. Have you been to Ben's Chili Bowl? That's not hit or miss. It's hit every time. <laughs> it, it's, it's on my to-do list for 2019. Like when I... You've never been to one? No. Like I, I asked my girlfriend. She was like, oh my God, I've been. I was like, why didn't you take me? Whoa, you got to do that. Um, all right, Stephen, continue with your picks. Or I would have just like went to Five Guys because we, I kind of like figured out where they got the food from. There's a block on like New York Avenue <laughs> where there's a, a McDonald's, a Wendy's, and a Domino's like in like a block radius. But there's a Five Guys right there, and Five Guys is like a, it's not from, it's like from Northern Virginia, so it's kind of like a DC thing too. Yeah, yeah, like, it's like a local but very good food from what I've heard. Yeah, it, it's like a. A high-end burger, fast food burger place. You could have. He could have easily also gone Shake Shack. Uh, or Shake Shack, yeah. And yeah. the Shake Shack's on every block in D.C. Exactly. You got to cater by like Chipotle or Cava, as well. So my thing is basically what uh, Stephen said, or was roundabout suggesting, is that there is no need to actually get go out and get fast food. He could have easily just had it catered. Like go to Chipotle, make it Mexican night. Uh, have it be have it be Taco <laughs> Tuesday for God's sakes. <laughs> I don't know if Trump is gonna do that. <laughs> this was all American, okay? <laughs> oh you're right. I'm so stupid. I totally forgot. I did not even make the connection that uh, we don't want immigrants in this country, so why would we want immigrant food? Of course. Or just go old school and get one of those like you know the subway subs that are like six feet. Oh, get a God. bunch of those. That's old school. Like Whenever there is a party, party sub, get a party sub with a cookie tray. Yeah, exactly. The fallout from this story also lasted a couple of days. There was that fake quote from Trevor Lawrence, which is a work of art. Uh, Wait, can you read that out loud? (laughs) Yeah. All right. President Trump got all of our favorite foods. It was the best meal we ever had. Then we go and see the coastal elite media trashing it for not being organic vegan. We're football players, not bloggers. This was a perfect blue-collar party. All right. We need to break down that quote line by line because it, Trevor Lawrence came out and said, this is fake. I never said that. Um, but it's actually 100% absurd, and nobody would believe that he actually said that. And let's start out with, like, the header over top of the meme. It was Clemson QB speaks out to defend America. <laughs> America. Yeah. America. <laughs> My, I mean, do you want to go... From the from the top? Yeah. President Trump got all of our favorite foods. <laughs> Whose favorite food is fish filet? It's McDonald's. <laughs> it's Stevens. <laughs> it's not my favorite food, but at McDonald's is definitely top three. I don't even know like what I would order if I go to McDonald's, but like if you had if I had the options of, you know, McDonald's or school food, I might pick school food. <laughs> like, let me just go to my cafe and get me some off a grill that I know's hot opposed to some sitting out Big Macs. Oh, of course. All right, we're going to come back to Trevor Lawrence's quote in just one second. Uh, We're going to take a break to hear from our sponsors at Robinhood. That's an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos, all commission-free. It's crazy. I just tried it. They strive to make financial services work for everyone, not just people who have a lot of money. 
and it's a non-intimidating way for stock market newcomers like myself to invest for the first time with a lot of confidence. It's simple, intuitive, and it's got this really clear design, and the data is presented in a really easy-to-digest way. A couple of things to note about the Robinhood app. It's no commission fees and no cost. Other brokerages can charge up to $10 for every trade, but Robinhood doesn't charge commission fees. You can trade stocks and keep all of the profits. The great thing about the Robinhood app is that you can learn by doing. You can learn how to invest as you build your portfolio, discover new stocks, and track favorite companies with personalized news feeds. There's also custom notifications for price investments so you never miss the right moment to invest. It's really easy to use. Right now, Robinhood is giving listeners a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help build your portfolio along. You can sign up at forthewin.robinhood.com. That's forthewin.robinhood.com. All right, we're back. Stephen, what's the rest of that quote? What's the second line? This is my favorite part of the quote. It was the best meal we ever had. (laughs) Cold fast food is the best meal they ever had. And I feel like they've had that fast food many times in their lives. This was not this. No, it wasn't the best meal you ever had. No, it wasn't. Like who wrote this quote is what I want to know. Yeah. (laughs) Who made it up? Because they did a very bad job making it up. Nobody talks that way. This was like written in Trump's voice. My favorite part was the coastal media elite. That's us. No. Guys. Yeah. And bloggers <laughs> specifically. Like no 19 year old has ever used the phrase coastal elite media. And that we trashed it for not being organic vegan. That's like someone just like brought two buzzwords, like words they've heard before and just, just smash them together. Like organic vegan. Is that isn't it? I feel like that's redundant. And then, yeah. It was the perfect blue collar party. Oh, so this is the thing that I want to get into is that people are acting like this is a class thing, right? That the media is dumping on Trump for um, saying that fast food is uh, like a lower class uh, food Mm -hmm. option. But that's not the case at all. It's just that no one has anything. I don't think anybody has anything against fast food. It's just that the kids deserve better than Mm -hmm. fast food. And the kids sure deserve better than cold fast food. Like, those are the levels right here. It has nothing to do with we're too good for fast it, food. It is funny that the, the perfect blue-collar party took place in, like, this elegant room with, like, Yeah, with, like, the wood. candelabras. <laughs> Candles for yeah. fast food. Yeah. At I mean, the White House especially? But, yeah, and you definitely don't want it to be anything that you can pick up on the way home and eat in your car. Or you could get something better that night, like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, we just ate McDonald's. Somebody take me to Chick-fil-A real quick. When was the last time you ate McDonald's? It, I Probably like a, a drunk night in college. Yeah, that and that was my point, which is that it's definitely a thing that you eat on your way home from somewhere better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't eaten McDonald's when the sun's been up like <laughs> since I was a kid. Yes. <laughs> or maybe the sun is up, but it just came up. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on to a part of the show that we like to call not sports, but whatever. Today, we have not one, but two movie trailers that we want to talk about. First trailer I want to talk about is the Spider-Man 2 Far From Home trailer. Steven, Evan, what are your initial reactions? So, looking at this and, like, really looking to it, it's no sign of Marvel, like, before, you know, the trailer starts going. It's all Sony, so I think this is, like, Marvel being like, hey, this isn't us. 
if it doesn't work, it's not us. Oh, that was so? you think so? That I wasn't my so. takeaway at all. That wasn't my takeaway at all. Um, it did not seem to be like in the like there had nothing to do with Avengers. I feel. Yeah, it's a darker tone, and I feel like Marvel's not going to brand it like they did the first one and kind of give it like, hey, this is Sony. All right, so I've had a couple of days to process all my thoughts and feelings about this trailer, and I have a lot of them, and I wrote a post about it. The first thing that stands out to me is that this is, like you said, a more somber trailer, Um, and it very, to me, it feels very deliberate that there is no Tony Stark in this trailer at all. Tony Stark's storyline has always been linked to Spider-Man's storyline, and without Tony Stark being here... Um, it kind of makes you wonder what happened to Tony in Endgame. So Spider-Man 2 is coming out uh, a few months after Avengers Endgame, and we don't know who's going to survive Avengers Endgame or not. So to me, the trailer very much reads like Peter is recovering from the death of Tony Stark. Or his own death? like, Or, or, or like from the snap, right? Yeah. Like he came back from the snap and he's still... Wait, Stephen, do you have something to say before I keep going? No. <laughs> Continue on. I have thoughts, but it doesn't have anything to do with what you're saying right now. Okay. Well, my other thought is the timeline of the film, that there's also internet theories that we actually don't know if Spider-Man Far From Home takes place in between Homecoming and Infinity War. But I think Marvel is messing with the timeline quite Mm -hmm. a bit to not give anything away. I I think it's all post. I think the majority of it would be post uh, Avengers, and I think they're really trying to play up that, like, he's sad, he's lonely. Yeah, I know. And Tony Stark is probably alive. I don't, I don't think Tony Stark's going to be the one that dies. Oh, I think Tony Stark's definitely going to die. Evan, uh, Steven, what do I you think? think? He's, I think he's going to live. I think it's Cap. I think Cap's dying. But my question is, is every Spider-Man movie going to be built around them going on a trip? And <laughs> the villain just winding, winding, like, popping up in that specific place they go? Like, that's every that's both the movies so far. What are you talking about? Homecoming? They're just in New York. They go to D.C. for the trip. Did you have something to say, Evan? I know I am on a streak of cutting you off. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> All right, let's move on to John Wick 3, which actually came out on Thursday morning. I'll go first because I have the same take. It's like the same movie as the other ones. But <laughs> I think that's by design. That's what people yeah, want. They don't care they- about the story. They care about him killing people in creative ways. Yeah, the premise is a little bit different. Instead of John Wick being the one who is after people now, everyone is after John Wick now. So he's actually on the run from assassins versus trying to chase down assassins. And he has a dog. That started in the second movie, though, right? It started at the end of the second Mm -hmm. movie. So this is where the third one picks up. I don't know what Holly Berry's going to bring to this. I think she's going to be great. Why? Why What in her recent track record makes you think that? (laughs) Because she's awesome and she's pretty. It's been like. <laughs> when did why, Hamill why just like that? transformed into like a bro? Like, yeah. she's why? hot. I will say, so she's a little bit older, right? For They could have cast a very young actress in this role, but they cast somebody who's a little bit more mature, but still is awesome and kick ass. So I think she's a good foil. Also, let's not forget that Keanu Reeves is almost 50. So they they don't need to bring in like a 20 year old. And this. he's so, terrible at acting. So this hey, is going to make hey. him. Look, it's going to make Halle Berry look so much better. I, I think the movie, the trailer looked good. Like, I'm going to watch it. Like, it didn't make me say, like, oh, I don't want to watch this one. Like, I'm going to watch it. I wish Common was in it, though. Miss my homeboy. Common was good in the second one. I feel like John Wick 1 had more of a story behind it, whereas John Wick 2 was just, like, just get him to kill people. 
I don't think we're watching it for plot. You're watching it for spectacle. You're watching it for Keanu Reeves fighting dudes with samurai swords on motorcycles. Like, that is something that's going to happen. He's going to be riding a horse and killing somebody. It's just, it's going to be great. Uh, all right, guys. Anything else before we close it out? You, want, you guys want to go to McDonald's? They <laughs> got a two for five deal. Oh, and he plays Buffy. All right, guys. Thank you.